is the buzz. Kids will blow dandelion fuzz, and I'll be doing what every snow does in summer. Hello, this is Randy Moon, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. This is Beth, and I am going to be exploring the enigmatic question, why do people like summer? This is Cole, and I'm going to be continuing my series on what has kind of turned into the holidays of the former Commonwealth, former or current Commonwealth states with South Africa. This is Sydney, and I will be continuing my Disney World Riverboat Attraction series with the Liberty Square Riverboat in Disney World's Magic Kingdom Liberty Square. Oh my god, <laughs> it's just so long! Yeah. I need that on a shirt. <laughs> It'd be a really long shirt. It w- well, yeah, it would go round and yeah. round. So these are fun series as we continue our trek through summer. But first, what holiday happenings do we have for the week? Well, forget summer. <laughs> We've been decorating for fall. That's true. Inside the house. Inside the house. Yeah, mostly inside the house. Yeah. A little outside, but mostly Not inside. Not much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we decided that we'd get a head start, which we did the exact same thing last year when we looked at pictures, um, by going ahead and taking down our summer items and putting up our fall items. Typically, we would do that over Labor Day, but... Um, we are actually going to be going on a trip over Labor Day, which is very fun. Uh, we're planning a trip to New Hampshire near Lake... Winnipesaukee, I think it is. Winnipesaukee. Um, so we're going to go up there with some friends. We found a little home that's near the lake. Um, so we're looking forward to that. We'll let you know more about that as time goes on. Which is fun because I've been watching um, a lot of horror movies recently. So you guys <laughs> are going into the exact... Situation of any given horror movie. Nice. Yeah, that's right. Nice little, little cabin near right, a lake. Right, nice little uh, New England cabin near a lake. Happily, it's not a cabin. It's, it's, it's a, like a big house. And oh, it's okay. in a subdivision. <laughs> oh, it's a, oh, yeah. Well, it's, you guys are disappointing me now. Yeah. And it's not Maine. So. And it's not Maine. Yeah. yeah, it's just New Hampshire. Yes. But we're looking forward to it. I have to say, I don't know last year if we started this early. This is like, when as we're... Um, well, we're still like in summer, summer here. Right. As we're recording this, it's mid-August. But by the time it comes out, it'll be late August. You guys are so. freaking me out a little bit. I came in and I was like, it's completely different. Yeah. <laughs> vibe. Like there's a cornucopia, or not a cornucopia, but like a little basket of corn and pine cones sitting next to me here. Decorative one through. Yep. Yeah. We, uh, we took a trip to Hobby Lobby yesterday. And got more fall stuff, fall yep. leaves to go over the arches, and um, yep. very fun. Yeah, we needed to replace some of our garland, or uh, I guess that's, that's what, what it's it is. called. It's called yeah. gar- garland. Mean, One of the things that got me in the mood for changing out the decorations from summer to fall is that, weirdly, this weekend, the temperatures locally here have been in the mid to lower 70s for highs, right. which is very unusual for August in northern virginia one thing that i thought was neat as i was doing my disney planning was that i saw that previously none of the shows were open at disney but it looks like due to some uh changes there may be some shows open starting to open over labor day weekend so which is when i'm going and then the following week so that'll be fun fingers crossed for muppet vision 3d being open yeah really yeah uh, I think that that's an easier one to open up, though. Yes. I'm not even sure it closed 
actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's just one actor in a suit. Right. The only issue would be social distancing. Right. Which the theater's large enough that you could handle pretty yeah. well. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that one closed or not. But certainly the other shows hopefully will open up yeah. soon. Like um, Beauty and the Beast, Nemo, mm-hmm. those kinds of awesome shows. Right. Right. But Muppet Vision 3D is, okay. is really what I'm there for. Priorities. Priorities, just yeah. so everyone's clear. Yes, and obviously, given the time of year, a lot of schools are um, doing back-to-school activities, so stores have the back-to-school items in in there every time we go in. They haven't switched to their fall stuff yet, although that's coming soon. I think we heard dates for fall Dunkin' Donuts <sighs> And fall Starbucks, didn't we? Yes, we did. So, this week, meaning um, Wednesday, August 19th, Dunkin' Donuts is coming out with all its pumpkin stuff. So, you think pumpkin donuts, pumpkin lattes, pumpkin drinks, all of Dunkin's pumpkins and pumpkin spice, everything is coming out August 19th. And, and you, then... guys are, uh, you guys are going to be in the right area for Dunkin' Donuts up in New England. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And... So, Starbucks doesn't announce when their pumpkin spice lattes are returning, so PSL, but um, it has been leaked that they will possibly have them starting August 28th. However, that has not been confirmed, but last year they were available August 27th, so probably right around there. And uh, Starbucks always kicks off the fall season, according to them. So, <laughs> yeah, according to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny with the like all the decorating and everything because I moved into a new place in April, so I have to kind of figure out when I want to start doing decorations. And I think I'll probably start as soon as Target, Walmart flip to Halloween decorations. Mm. That's when I'll take it. It's probably going to be way earlier than Halloween, anyways. But that's the point when I'll. Start spooking up the place. <laughs> you have to invite Dad over. He always wants to do Halloween earlier than I do. Yeah, that's true. Very <laughs> true. Okay, we're going to go from fall to summer. Backwards. Yep. A step back here. Why do people like summer is the question. I am not a summer person. Mm. What? For me, the dislike of heat, humidity, and bugs far outweighs any benefits that come with summer. So that is a pretty strong feeling. So I don't I think over the years we've at different times we've said our favorite seasons. Uh, what is what is summer on your seasonal like list? I'm pretty sure for three of us is that Fourth place. <laughs> right. Fourth yeah. out of four. And then cold actually doesn't mind summer I as much. I really like summer. It was what number would it be? Um, like one or two? Two, maybe one or two. What will be your first? I'm just curious. Um, first might be fall. I no. really enjoy fall. Like, I'm a huge. I'm one of those people who might take Halloween over Christmas in terms of how much I enjoy it. So I'm a really big fall person. Well, that would get it. Yep. Yep. Well, for me, I try to appreciate how pretty summer is. So there's lots of green trees and shrubs, lots of pretty flowers. And it makes me happy that other people in my life like summer. But after that, I get stumped. So to find out why people like summer, I went to some summer people that I know. 
I asked some people who I know love summer why they love it. I want to point out she didn't ask me. I did not. So my opinion must not matter to you. I figured you could just give it. It's fine. Freely. We could take this off the air. <laughs> <laughs> the first two people that came to mind in this particular quest were Nancy and Jean. Mm. Nancy Kaufman is a friend of mine from high school. In high school, her name was Nancy Harshberger. Her summer for her is her cup of tea, her sweet spot. She lives in central Pennsylvania. And when I asked her why, these are some reasons she gave me. Porch sitting, gardening, windows open, birds singing, evening walks, starlit nights, campfires, picnics, warm sunshine. She said I could probably go on and on. Probably my most favorite thing is when the windows are open, which is all the time for me, the world just feels bigger. Because of the fresh air and outside noises, I feel so much happier and less isolated. Then she added flowers. Flowers blooming everywhere were also some of her favorite things. And I see that on Facebook. So I could have stopped with Nancy. She gives a pretty compelling argument for summer. That all sounds pretty good. Actually, Nancy brings up a good point. I love daylight savings, and I hate it when it stops. Oh, just, yeah. You know, Yeah, because of the, the light in the night mm-hmm. yeah. in the evening. Yeah. But I'm going to move on to my other summer-loving friend, Jean Lindemood, who lives on Horse Ranch in Virginia. I met Jean when our kids were tiny. Her son and Cole were best buddies. Here are some of her reasons for loving summer. Long days, brings up what Sydney just said. Mm-hmm. Memories of being little, and it was summer vacation. Riding horses in the evenings and picking wineberries through the woods. The sound of crickets at night outside my window. Love the early evenings when the day starts to cool off. It's my favorite time to ride. She's talking about her horses. Going to Harper's Ferry to get ice cream and ride bikes along the river. Finding somewhere to swim in the river. Her son likes to river raft, so they took giant rubber ducks down the river. No kidding. It was hilarious. She sent photos. She looks so happy. (laughs) This was recently. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Walking at night and the sky is bright with stars. Summer thunderstorms. This is actually something I love and I forgot about. So I'm right there with Jean with the summer thunder. Am I saying that right? Summer thunderstorms. Yes, you are. (laughs) How would you be saying it wrong? I don't know. Thunder (laughs) summer storms? I don't know. Thunder summer storms. I was like, does that sound right? Mm. She then sent a message that said, wait, fireflies. They are magical in the evenings and riding through the woods when it turns dark. Yeah, I have Mm. good memories of that when I was a kid. Fireflies? Yeah. Yeah, those are fun. And I will say in... Nancy lives in Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania, and the mornings and evenings do get very nice and cool normally in the um, in central Pennsylvania. Jean lives in northern Virginia, and I, because she's a summer person, she recognizes that mornings and evenings get cool. For me, I don't feel much of a difference, but <laughs> that's why she loves her summer. And again, she has a very compelling argument for summer. So, next I went over to Facebook, where I got some summer-loving friends' responses. For Jessica, it's a more relaxed season with less going on, so she enjoys the beach and the salt air and doesn't have to work so she can enjoy her days. She is a teacher, so she's, quote-unquote, off during the summer. For Cindy, it's camping season. For Eric, hammocks. For LMA, youth camp. She's a youth director at church. And for Trish, flowers. Oh, also, there is 
Kim, who likes, I'm trying to remember here because I, Beaches. Kim, I think for Kim it was Beaches. I didn't have it down there. Finally, I'm going to finish up with my mom, who also lives in Pennsylvania. She enjoys spending time with family and grandkids, but I think that's probably every season. <laughs> she finds summer enjoyment in the summer mornings, watching her flowers grow and blossom. And this is true. She sends me lots of, fla- lots of pictures about her flowers. Watching the hummingbirds. This is true, because she talks about her hummingbirds a lot. Eating fresh tomatoes from the garden and listening to thunderstorms. So maybe that's where I got it. She loves listening to thunderstorms too. I won't say that the reasons given will change my mind about summer, but it was fun looking at this season from a different perspective. And I thank everyone for sharing their thoughts with me. Next up, fall. (laughs) But not right now, not in this podcast. (laughs) That's my season. I could do three pages of fall. But thank you for sharing your thoughts about summer, everybody. And if you find something that you particularly like about summer, let us know. Yeah, and actually, I would add fruit. Fresh fruit. Oh, that is true. Is so good in the summer. It and that's just not something that you get anywhere. That's true. Else. I agree. Yep. Of all those things, Cole, since you're also a summer-loving person, do you connect to any of them? Well, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at her and Cole's eyes were getting bigger. I was like... I like shrugged my shoulders at you like, are you going to ask me? (laughs) I asked you, Cole. Thank you. Um, So I love being outdoors. I don't live in an outdoorsy kind of place because I'm kind of in the middle of town. But that's a big part of what summer is for me is being outside. It's just something that you can do a lot during spring, but as it gets colder, you can't do as much. My thing, favorite things about summer are grilling, especially being outside grilling, um, being able to sit out with friends and drink a cold beer and grill and just kind of enjoy the summer evenings are my absolute favorite, especially if you're kind of, you have, you're out on the porch eating, drinking, hanging out. I am a fan of the heat. I like the heat. In fact, I'd love to move to Florida as soon as I get the opportunity to, which is mind-boggling to you, at least, Mom, when I've talked to you about it. Right, yes. But but if you're down there, hey, we can come visit you, you when we go to Disney. You can come visit you when you, yeah, when you go to <laughs> Disney World. Uh, so, now, those are some of the, my favorite things about summer. I love taking really long walks. In fact, I take a, a long walk pretty much every day. And that's something that I can do really easily during the summer. Going out and throwing a football around with friends. The late sun, I love to be able to go out at, you know, 8, 8.30 and still have it be light enough that I can see outside. Yes, that's crazy. That's a nice part of it. Mm -hmm. That's a very nice part. Yeah, so that and all of the vacation vibes to you know going to the beach being able to swim definitely not the bugs that's probably the biggest thing for me in the summer that i don't love but yeah there's just so much that's great about it for me well there you go another summer loving person (laughs) giving summer loving ideas i will say though of all the things you're the people that you reached out to mentioned and cole mentioned all those do sound fun it's just the heat and the bugs uh make up you really have to. Yeah. You really have to be okay with the heat. Like yeah. as an example, I had a like grill out with some friends, and there were about twelve of us there, and you could tell 
who the summer people were and who the summer people were not mm-hmm. after about an hour. Because I was grilling outside. And I was excited to be grilling outside, so I wanted to stay outside. I didn't mind the heat. It was hot out. I didn't mind the heat. So we ended up with about seven people going inside and five people staying outside. So you figure that out pretty pretty quickly when you're in a scenario like that. Yes. I, Randy and I take a walk around our property usually um, most evenings in the summer um, and fall and spring. Winter when it's snowing, not as much. But, um, yeah, as we come around, sometimes it's like, oh, my goodness, where's the air conditioning? I just want to go inside. <laughs> I want to feel that cool blast hit me in the face and just sink into it. Yeah, you definitely have a lower tolerance than I have. Yes, that's true. Yeah, towards it. So, very fun. Thanks for sharing your thoughts, Beth. Speaking of summer. Uh, summer heat, go to somewhere that can get quite toasty in the continent of Africa on the the southern side. Now, we went from Canada to Australia, so I'm going to kind of meet it back in the middle there with South Africa, um, which is another former part of the British Empire. Like a lot of former parts of the British Empire, including America, there's a lot of shared holidays, like New Year's Day, Christmas Day, and so on. But there are definitely a few different holidays that are unique to South Africa that I want to kind of get into here. And we can compare and contrast differences, even in the same holidays, because people all over the world celebrate them a little differently. All right, we will start off the list with New Year's Day, instituted in 1910. And we all know what New Year's Day is. I think I've talked yep. to it. I, I got that one. think that both in Canada and Australia and in the United States, we're all familiar with the celebration there. Uh, but the next one is called Human Rights Day. So it's uh, a date chosen to honor the United Nations General Assembly's adoption and proclamation on uh, the 10th of December, 1948, of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, the first enunciation of human rights and one of the first achievements of the new United Nations. After that, we have Good Friday, which we've talked about before, commemorating the crucifixion of Jesus and death at Calvary before his eventual resurrection on Easter. But like like Australia, Easter doesn't show up as a public holiday, and I'm guessing it's because it's already on a Sunday. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, because also they have Family Day, which follows Easter. So it's like Easter Monday. So yes, so Family Day is Easter Monday. It took me a minute to figure it out because South Africa looks like in 1995 just renamed Easter Monday to Family Day. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, so I guess there's probably more focus on the family I guess, as a yeah. part of that. Then on the 27th of April... For me, before you get to that, for me, Easter Monday was always the sugar uh, low after the sugar <laughs> after high. After the sugar high on Easter <laughs> yes. itself. Yes. Yeah, I still remember when we as a family decided we didn't want to do like any more sweets on Easter. So sad. <laughs> for me, I was not willing to eat everything that we got together. And... I know. And I always had a hard time... Controlling myself with what I bought, so... Yeah, we bought a lot. Yeah. Yep. Because we always go a little overboard with our holidays. We do. 
Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. Yep. Speak. Well, the house right now <laughs> uh, is completely decked out. You have uh, strands of leaves over sets of windows. We don't know what you're talking about, Cole. Decked out does not mean overboard. Mm. All right. Well, we have Freedom Day on the 27th of April, and it celebrates freedom and commemorates the post-apartheid elections held on that day in 1994. The elections were the first non-racial national elections where everyone of voting age over 18 from any race group, including foreign citizens permanently resident in South Africa, were allowed to vote. Previously, under the apartheid regime, non-whites in general had only limited rights to vote, while black South Africans had no voting rights whatsoever. So, so 1994? Yes. Yeah, so That's crazy. South Africa has had a long, tumultuous history with... Yeah apartheid and racial equality in their country so something like freedom day is obviously extremely important to modern south africans right next we have workers day international workers day essentially labor day has a little bit of a different history in south africa south africa is celebrated as a national public holiday on may 1st each year since 1995 May Day started to get more attention to African workers in 1928, which saw thousands of workers in a mass march. Now, in 1950, the South African Communist Party called for a strike on the 1st of May in response to the Suppression of Communism Act, declaring it illegal. Police violence caused the death of 18 people in Soweto. It has its origins in the historical struggles of workers and their trade unions internationally for solidarity between working people in their struggles to win fair employment standards, and more importantly, to establish a culture of human and workers' rights to ensure that these are enshrined in international law and national law. So a little difference there in terms of Workers' Day having a history of more struggle of working class, obviously kind of going back to the history of South Africa and its racial inequality as well, having elements buried in workers' rights. Next, we have Youth Day. I want to point out that pretty much all of these were instituted in 1995. So interesting. Um, Freedom Day was 1994. Then the next five holidays were instituted in 1995. Next, we have Youth Day which is dedicated to the youths of the country and is observed in 18 different countries on many days throughout the year in 1999. Among those countries are Angola, Cameroon, China, India, Kiribati, Singapore, South Africa, Turkey, Ukraine, former Yugoslavia, and Zimbabwe. So a lot of African countries, but a lot of countries also spread out throughout the world. In South Africa, it's a public holiday which commemorates a protest which resulted in a wave of protests across the country known as the Soweto Uprising in 1976. It came in response to multiple issues with the Bantu Education Act and the government edict of 1974 that Afrikaans be used as medium of instruction for certain subjects in black schools. Now, if you aren't familiar, Afrikaans is a language based on Dutch, oh. which goes back to when the Dutch were in South Africa and the Boers. 
So, definitely some of these, kind of unlike Australia, well, like any country, you can get an appreciation of their public holidays by taking a look at their history, but there's a lot of very complicated history to South Africa that definitely, if you want to understand kind of what the meaning behind these public holidays, um, go check it out. Uh, even just kind of a five-minute read can give you a lot of information on the context behind a lot of these public holidays. Next, we have National Women's Day, celebrated on the 9th of August. Um, so we missed it. Sorry, oh, sorry about that, <laughs> ladies. And it commemorates the 1956 March of approximately 20,000 women to the Union buildings in Pretoria to petition against the country's past laws that required South Africans defined as black under the Population Registration Act to carry an internal passport known as a pass that served to maintain population segregation, control urbanization, and manage migrant labor during the apartheid era. Then we have Heritage Day, celebrated on 24th of September. On this day, South Africans and all of their different uh, diverse ethnic and populist groups are encouraged to celebrate their culture and diversity with their beliefs and traditions in the wider context of a nation that belongs to all of its people. South Africans celebrate Heritage Day by remembering the cultural heritage of the many cultures that make it up. So in recognition of South African culinary traditions of holding informal backyard, backyard barbecues or brais, which I believe is how you pronounce it, B-R-A-A-I's, um, South Africans all across the country will have brais with their own regional dishes. Sounds interesting. So it's kind of a day for celebrating heritage and barbecuing there. Mm -hmm. The Day of Reconciliation is a public holiday in South Africa held annually on the 16th of December. It came into effect in 1995 after the end of apartheid with the intention of fostering reconciliation and national unity for the country. It was chosen because it was significant to both Afrikaner and African cultures. The government chose a meaningful date for both ethnic groups because they recognized the need for racial harmony. The celebration of the Day of Reconciliation can take the form of remembering past history, recognizing veterans' contributions, marching, and other festivities. Then we have maybe four of our, but at least three of our favorite holidays which is Christmas. Christmas Day. Christmas Day, or the Feast of the Nativity. So we've talked about how in both Canada and Australia, they still have Santa Claus. Uh, in Canada, very similar to how it is in the United States. In Australia, a little more uh, tropical, shown in shorts. Summery, and, yes. Yep. But in South Africa, they have both Santa Claus, known as Sinterklaas, or, and... Father Christmas, known as, known as Kursvater. Uh, aside from that, we all know Christmas, the celebration of the birth of Jesus. Uh, and after Christmas, I think both, if I'm not wrong, both Canada and Australia had Boxing Day. Yep. Which to South Africans is known as the Day of Goodwill. Which is much more a much more clear title. It is much more clear title. <laughs> yeah. The second day of Christmas tide, originating in the UK, and is in many countries celebrated as a second Christmas day. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And that brings us back to New Year's. South Africa has had a long 
history and struggle to be where it is now through the British era, Boer, and then apartheid. And that's really reflected in the diversity of its different public holidays. So again, I encourage you to take a closer look at the country and get kind of a really deeper appreciation for the context of all of the different celebrations and cultures that enrich South Africa. That's interesting. I didn't know, I don't know much about South Africa. Um, and I had no clue that it wasn't until 1994 or 1995 that some of these things came into play. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting to hear. Yeah, and I was surprised to hear that a number of them were pretty close, similar to ours, like Christmas, New Year's, Easter, right? Easter. Mm-hmm. So, um, and a lot of those are coming from back in the British era. Right. So hopping from South Africa to Florida <laughs> to a place that also celebrates Christmas and New Year's <laughs> and other holidays. Spectacularly. Actually, yes. in the parks. In the do. parks, <laughs> yes. Moving to Disney World's Magic Kingdom, we're heading to Liberty Square. And we are going to take a little ride on the Liberty Square Riverboat. So, I don't believe that I have ever been on this. I have not either. Right. But... It's just so hard for me to believe. <laughs> I know. Mom and and I both have. Well, it's one of yes. those things that it's a very slow-moving attraction. It is. And it's... a lot of times when we're at Disney, we're doing things. Yeah, like we're going from proactively. Place to place. Yes. Um, so, we're like, oh, now we want to go on this. Or It's not a thrill attraction. It's not a thrill attraction. <laughs> like a, It's a sightseeing attraction yes. in the sense that you can see things as you go around the, now, the boat. I okay. may if it's open when I'm there because there won't be any line I would think for that it. this right. would be a perfect opportunity right. to, yeah. to do it. Just because it's sort of a classically Disney yes. attraction. Yes. So, and I believe when both mom and dad were there, um, went on the ride, they put... At the time, me and Cole didn't go with them, so they put like two um, smiley faces on two of their fingers and would hold it up and pretend that um, they were us. <laughs> that the kids were with us, yes. so everywhere we went, we took pictures with them. With their little faces on my two fingers. Yeah. Yes. So we would show them, we'd take a selfie of, yes. of us with the fingers up, so it looked like Sydney and Cole fingers were there. Yeah. And then um, we would send them pictures of, hey, we're enjoying the boat ride, or... Oh, Sydney and Cole sure are messy with their ice cream. I like put my fingers in the ice cream so their little faces were all covered with ice cream. It was like a Sharpie face. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So it was hilarious. We thought that was really funny. Oh, it was so funny. Yeah, totally funny. Yeah, that was great. But anyways, but um, that happened on the Liberty uh, Square boat ride. So um, the. Liberty Square Riverboat ride. Um, so the ride, um, so the boat ride itself, the boat itself is called the Liberty Bell Riverboat. Bell, Bell spelled B-E-L-L-E. It is a large steam-powered paddle wheel riverboat which travels down the rivers of America and around Tom Sawyer Island and docks at Liberty Square. So the riverboat is powered by... Um, taking the water and making that into steam. So a little history. On October 2nd, 1971, a steamboat, the Admiral Joe Fowler, named after Disneyland's construction supervisor, debuted at the Magic Kingdom the day after the park's official opening, offering cruises down the rivers of America. In 1973, the Richard F. Irvin 
named after the Disney executive who oversaw the planning and design of Walt Disney World, also made its debut. Both ships operated together until 1980. The best way to tell the two apart back then was their number of smokestacks. The Admiral Joe Fowler had two, whereas the Richard F. Irving only had one. So 1996, the Richard F. Irving was overhauled and renamed the Liberty Bell. So um, I encourage you to go listen to our last podcast where I talk about the different um, boats that go back and forth between the, the Ticket and Transportation Center and Magic Kingdom. So what happened was they had another boat that they wanted to name the Richard F. Irving. And they can't have two, apparently. So they named this one the Liberty Bell. It still offers cruises around the rivers of America today. Obviously, because we're talking about it today. (laughs) (laughs) Through the years, the scenery along the rivers of America has changed quite a bit. One of the biggest changes with the was the addition of Tom Sawyer Island in 1973 and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in 1980. So apparently, um, nowadays, not only during the pandemic, but the only waiting time required to enjoy the Liberty Square Riverboat these days is waiting for the boat to leave. The elegant colonial entry has guests board the boat at mid-level while disembarking guests Exit from the lower deck. So the Liberty Bell has four levels, each offering limited seating, but with plenty of space to stand and move around. A horn and bell system are used throughout the journey, so be prepared for occasional loud noises. The attraction also offers a soundtrack, mainly narrated by an actor portraying Mark Twain. He shares his knowledge of the river and points out landmarks along the way. During the journey, guests get to see sights on Tom Sawyer Island, woodland, animals, and a Native American village, and even Wilson's Cave Inn from Davy Crockett and the River Pirates. The riverboat also offers unique perspectives of Splash Mountain, the Haunted Mansion, and particularly Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. The Liberty Bell is massive and feels very stable, even though it's churning through the water. It also moves rather slowly as was, I think, we previously discussed. Um, Guests are free to move around during the 17-minute trip. So compared to pretty much all the other boat rides I have talked about, this is by far the longest. Right, yeah. Disney historians will especially appreciate the Liberty Bell experience, not just because of its classic attraction, but also for its reference to the park's former Mike Fick Keel boat attraction, in fact, guests aboard will see a keel boat outside of Wilson's Cave Inn and enjoy a close-up view of the attraction's former dock in front of the entrance of the Haunted Mansion. So when I say Cave Inn, um, it's actually Wilson's Cave Inn, I-N-N. So it's... Like a place to live. Place to yes, live. yes, exactly. We need to watch that episode of, what was it, Davy Crockett? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I also read that it... The boat itself, so here are a few fun facts. The Liberty Square River boat is a fully functioning still, although it is a fully functioning steamboat, it is still guided by a steel beam track under the water so that it follows the same path each time. Classic Disney. 
Yes. It weighs about 100 tons and has the capacity of 450 people. Do you remember how many people can fit on a boat? One of the boats that crosses boat? the ferry boat? 600. 600, right? Yes. So a little less than that. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of room for uh, social distancing if they need to. Yes. yes. Although that's not usually a problem on the boat. There's yeah. not that yeah. many people there. Well, it, not a lot of people there, but everybody's at the edges. True. Trying yeah. to see as much as they can. So this idea originally came from Disneyland. Walt Disney actually paid for some of the construction of Disneyland's steamboat out of his own pocket. Okay, so I got this information from touringplans.com and the fun facts from undercovertourist.com in case you all want to look up more information. So um, I think that's... We've talked about things from Undercover Tourist before. Yeah, We've that actually gotten a number of our um, uh, discounted tickets yeah. to the parks. From yeah. yeah. So this <laughs> so is a very great good resource. Website. Yeah, yes. great resource. And touring plans is great. Although right now you don't need it. When the parks are full, mm-hmm. you can subscribe to touring plans, and they will give you a full layout of what your day optimally should look like if you're not used to going down to the parks. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So um, what have your experiences been like? I know we talked a little bit about it before. but You mean um, for the riverboat? Yeah. Right. So we've actually been on it a few times. Um, it is a very nice boat ride. If you're very not nice. in a hurry, if you're not in a hurry to do something or you've got some time. Um, the other key thing you mentioned is for places to mm-hmm. go so if it's a nice temperature day the top deck is the best place to go because you get the best views mm-hmm. um and there's nothing there's no like um shadows that you have to contend with from a picture taking perspective um the you do get very unique views of big thunder mountain one of the scenes i love to take a video of is when you're on the ride you know that part when you kind of go out over the water a little bit when you're on the ride on big thunder mountain on big thunder mountain yeah Yeah. Um, that scene when you're on the boat is really cool because it has the whole mountain above it Mm -hmm. and then the track is like at the lower section and it's really a neat scene coming out Um, so that's really fun i also i'm a big haunted mansion fan so it also has a unique view of the haunted mansion that i like to get uh, photos up from there as well Mm -hmm. that's really but I've always enjoyed it when we've gone, but we've only ever really gone when we've had the time, weren't right. in a rush. Exactly. When we've been, you know, wandering around, it's like, okay, well, let's do this. You know, like yeah. not as focused on right. getting as much done as we can because... Right. Apparently, we've, we've never had kids to worry about with it. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you've talked about Tom Sawyer Island, which is basically the inner side of the water. It, 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 the loop is... Um, loop goes around Tom Sawyer Island completely. Right. To get to Tom Sawyer, Sawyer Island, you have to take these little keel boats um, across. And you guys actually haven't been there since you were little. But I remember that. Yeah. Where there were pictures like of that, too. Rope bridges, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like wiggly rope bridges. Yeah. But um, so you get some interesting pictures of that, too. But it's interesting because that island has so many trees on it, you really don't see a lot of what's going on in the island. That's interesting. So on the boat ride, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I would, if you have little kids, the island's really made for, for that kind of thing. But if you mm-hmm. haven't been on it and you're older, like you guys, um, it's, it's, still worth, it's still worth seeing yeah. going on the island sometime, just when you have time. Yeah. What are you, anything to add about the boat rides? Just what I already did. Yes, so that covers our topics for the week. Our holiday happenings this week are for the week of August 31st and the beginning of September. August 31st is National Eat Outside Day. 
bath. What do you think about that? Uh, I opt out of hot place eating <laughs> because of heat, humidity, and bugs. Beth does not like to eat outside. Uh, September 1st is No Rhyme or Reason Day. September 2nd is National VJ Day, which is Victory in Japan Day from World War II. September 3rd is Skyscraper Day. September 4th is National College Colors Day. September 5th is World Beard Day. Also the day that I'm leaving for Disney World. And we're leaving for New Hampshire. Awesome. On World Beard Day. On World Beard Day. (laughs) That's right. And September 6th is Fight Procrastination Day, which I thought was funny. (laughs) Um, You can always follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we we are at Holiday Moons, all one word. And on Facebook, you can find us by searching Holiday Moons in the search bar. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. And you can contact us at any time at HolidayMoons at gmail.com. So for Randy, Beth, Cole, and Sydney, Happy Summer! Kids will blow down the lion fuzz, and I'll be doing what every snow does in summer. I drink in my hand, my snow up against the burning sand, probably getting gorgeously tanned in summer. I'll finally see a summer breeze blow away a winter storm, and find out what happens to solid water when it gets warm. And I can't wait to see what my buddies all think of me. Just imagine how much cooler I'll be in summer. The hot and the cold are both so intense. Put them together, it just makes sense. Winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a... Happy Snowman! When life gets rough, I like to hold on to my dream of relaxing in the summer sun, just letting off steam. Oh, the sky will be blue, and you guys will be there too. When I finally do what frozen things do in summer. I'm gonna tell him. Don't you dare. Yeah.